I'm excited for this message as we uh, continue in the study about God's sovereignty. And we're going to see uh, kind of a process God takes us through um, that involves uh, some great things and some difficult things and ends up with some really great things. Uh, and we'll, we'll look at that in Scripture. It's something that, that all of us need to learn. Um, and if you have kids, have people under your authority, I want you to learn this so much that you can teach it to them in a way that they're going to understand because they're going to need to know this as they go through life. And so uh, get, get wide eyes and open ears as we go through this. It'll be very memorable. All of the things that we'll talk about are on our, our app, so you can, you can, you can uh, follow on there and keep it with you. Um, is, this is something that we teach all of our pastors at Excel especially as you go through discovery centers and which by the way i'm leaving today after this sir after i get done preaching and flying to dallas i'll be in dallas until thursday leading another discovery center um and this is something that we'll be teaching there uh, because it's it's very 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 important if you're going to follow a dream god has given you to understand the process that he takes you through in that and uh, certainly if planters are nothing else church planters are dreamers uh, and um, so let me also tell you thank you for your support of our church planning ministry around the world. The best way to reach people under heaven is by planting churches. And so thank you for your generosity too. That allows me to get to do these things that I'm gonna do in Dallas this week. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever had a dream? Not like last night, not like, oh yeah, it was really weird. I was eating a banana and I slipped on a snail. You know, not like, like, like a, a vision, a, a, a goal, any of you? Y'all are so, you need to have some, get some dreams in life, man. Have you, have you ever, have you ever like had a goal? Like this is like, I'm going to set out, I'm going to do this. I'm going to accomplish this. Any of you? A few of you. Okay. So I'm going to say, have you ever decided to pursue that dream? Okay. If you've had a dream and decided to, to pursue it, have any of you ever run into roadblocks and setbacks? Okay. So when you run into roadblocks and setbacks, is that just part of life? Or is it God's sovereign plan? One of the most well-known events in all of Scripture, and one of the events that everybody, all, all, the, he, all the Jews in the New Testament, look back to in the Old Testament, that was like a stake in the ground as far as God's power, might, sovereignty, Love was the liberation of his people that, that, that we read about. It's the parting of the Red Sea. The parting of the Red Sea was the beginning of the process of delivering Israel into the, say it like you know it, promised land. The dream was the promised land. When did that dream Come. When, when, when was that dream given to God's people? Any of you know? Okay, let me tell you. Genesis 12 is when the dream first came to God's people's ears. And God told Abraham, I will give you and your descendants a land of blessing. Then later in Genesis 28, God confirmed that promise, that dream, to Abraham's grandson, Jacob. 
So the dream was given to Moses, I'm sorry, to Abraham in Genesis 12. It was confirmed again in Genesis 28 to his grandson, Jacob. But it wasn't until the end of Moses's life that the dream actually started to become a reality. You know how long that process was from the dream given to the dream realized? Do you know how long? Over a thousand years. It's a long time to wait on a dream. To get to the promised land, though that was God's dream, they, God's people had to experience delays, difficulties, and dead ends. And if you've had a dream, if you've had a goal, if you've had this vision that I'm going to commit to fulfilling, I guarantee you, you've run into delays, difficulties, and dead ends. Usually when we experience delays, we start to question God's sovereignty. God, why in this moving? Usually when we experience difficulties, we question God's sovereignty. God, why is this so hard? Definitely when we experience dead ends, we question the sovereignty of God. If God this was, why then am I done? When we pursue the dreams of God, now, I'm going to leave it to you to discern if your dreams are your dreams or God's dreams. Because if your dreams are something your selfish dreams, God might move things around to position you to his stuff. But when we pursue dreams that are God's definite dream, God's call, even those desires of our heart that God has said, you know what? That would be very pleasurable for you. I love you. I want to bless you. I'm going to, I'm going to work with you to accomplish that dream in your life. He takes us through a series of six stages. Every time. You've been through these. And as we go through them, they're going to pop in your head. Ha oh, ha! That's what that was. Our problem is, if we don't know it on the front end, when we get in the middle of it, we're going to jump ship. Because we've misread it. Do you want to know what those that six-part series is that he takes us through? Good, because this is the only thing I've prepared to preach today. So, so here it is. Give you a dream, make a decision, you experience delay, difficulties, and dead ends. All before his deliverance. This is the six-step process these six stages that we go through between dream and deliverance. And God orchestrates dream, decision, delay, difficulty, dead end, all before deliverance by his sovereignty. Here's why. Because if God takes us immediately from dream to deliverance, we'd miss out both on our growth and experience of him. See, the way God grows us and causes us to experience him is not by straight deliverance. It's by going through the delays and difficulties and dead. And see, what we want is we want the go we want the dream. We got the passion. We got the desire. And we want God to bless it right now. And God says, if I do that, you're not going to grow. And if I do that, you're not going to experience me. And so the end goal of life is not just for the deliverance. The end goal of life is to experience God and grow in Christ's life. 
repentance, and so he says, we're going to have some delays and difficulties and dead ends before you get to deliverance. And if we don't understand this, we're going to hit those delays, difficulties, and dead ends and jump ship. So it goes like this. God gives us a dream. He gives us a vision. He gives us a call. And he invites us into his plans. He says, this is how I've created you. These are the passions and desires I've placed within you. This is how you can work those into my kingdom. I'm a kingdom into those things. And I want to invite you into what I'm doing. But unless we make the decision to follow that, unless we make a decision to move, a dream just stays an idea, right? I say all the time, God can't even steer a parked car. Like there's got to be some movement. There's got to be the decision. And the moment one decides to move on God's dream, they hit a delay. Because here's what I know, and here's what you know. Dreams never move as fast or as far as we think they will on the front end. Things just slow down. Right? Right? And we can get very discouraged during the delays of life. And But God in his sovereignty says, I, I know I'm going to put you in a delay, and then I'm going to lead you even to a difficulty. And this is when in the pursuit of that dream, stuff gets really, really, really hard. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. And it's in the real difficulties of life that we just think about giving up on the dream. It's just too hard. And inevitably... We go through difficulties and we stay with it and God leads us not to deliverance yet, but to a dead end. And when we just hit the wall and there's no way through it and there's no way over it, there's no way around it, there's no way under it, God takes us to the point where we have no answers, no solutions, no power. We're at a dead end. But if God's in it, there always comes a deliverance. Always. And the great thing about this process, and it's all through the Bible, and I'm going to walk you through a passage of Scripture where you see it clearly, but the great thing about this is that deliverance always lasts longer than the dead end. Always. God's deliverance always lasts long. Now, listen, that deliverance might look a little different than what you thought it would at the front end. The deliverance might look a little bit different than the dream you had. But that deliverance, one way or the other, always lasts longer than the dead end. And so you want to see it in the Bible? I say all the time, doesn't matter what I say. If you don't see it in the Bible, don't listen to me. Okay. So I'm going to show you in the Bible where we see this. And it's all through the Bible. I'll take you many, 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 many places in the Bible. For this morning, here, here it is. The dream, the promised land. Exodus 3. It was at the burning bush that God invited Moses into the dream of liberation of his people. It had always been God's dream. It had always been God's plan. But it was at Exodus 3, at the burning bush, that God said, Moses, I'm going to invite you into my plan to liberate, liberate my people. He said, Moses, you had the same dream I had a while back, and you misread it. 
and you did it wrong and it caused you to kill an Egyptian. Now I'm going to invite you into my way of this dream. It was the invitation at the burning bush. Do you know how old Moses was at the burning bush? 80 years old. 80 years old. Listen, you're never too old to start following God's dream. And I'm going to guarantee you that if God gives you a dream, even at 80 years old, he's going to give you the time needed to fulfill that dream and experience deliverance. And so the dream was given in Exodus 3. The dream meant nothing until Moses made a decision. And so in Exodus 3 and 4, Moses makes the decision to follow God's call and God's dream. He ha Moses had to make a decision to take action. But let me tell you what happens. Once you make a decision to follow the dream, there will always be reasons in your mind why you shouldn't. There will always be excuses. There will always be reasons. And Moses had all kinds of excuses why he couldn't and why he shouldn't. He actually told God, God, I understand your dream, and I'll make the decision to follow you and pursue that dream, but I need to ask you, who am I that I should get to do such a thing? You, I think you might have the wrong guy. He says, what do I tell people if they don't believe me? I'm going to go and I'm going to tell some people some things, and I'm going to seek, I need some shareholders in this. I need to get some people on my side. I need to get some groundswell behind me to get some critical mass. In it. What do I do if they don't believe me? There's all kinds of excuses Moses came up with. He said, God, here's, here's the thing, though. God, I, I don't talk too good. Then my brother Aaron, he's the perfect guy. Ask him. And God says, no, Moses, I gave you my dream. Are you going to decide to follow it or not? Listen, if God's given you a dream, make the freaking decision to go for it. Enough with the excuses. Enough with the reasons why not. Go. But when you do that, when you decide to follow God's dream, let me tell you, you want to know what's coming? What was the next thing on the list? Delay. Once you make that decision, okay, God, let's get it. Inevitably, you're going to run into delay. And in Exodus 5, there's this really weird account that doesn't get much pub in church. This really weird scenario in Moses' life where God gives Moses the dream, Moses makes the decision to follow, and then runs flat into a delay that almost cost Moses his life at the hand of God. And God had to say, I love the fact that you got zeal, and you're willing to make the decision to follow this dream. But listen, there's some stuff in you, Moses, that you weren't aware of that I got to get straightened out in you. And he puts Moses in this, because Moses wasn't ready yet to lead. Moses wasn't ready to assume the spiritual responsibility of leading in the pursuit of the fulfillment of this dream. And so God had to put him in a delay. Here's what happens when we're in the delays of life. God delays are so he can knock the rough edges off of us. God oftentimes puts the brakes on and makes us wait because we're not even aware of the rough edges that are around our life. 
And God says, you're not, I love the zeal. I love the passion. I love the fact that you think you're ready, but you're not even aware of what I've got to do in you yet. And so I'm going to cause you to have some delays so I can work in you. See, most of us, when we experience these delays, we think, well, I guess this isn't God's deal. I'm going to go do something else. And God says, you're missing it. You're going to go jump ship and do something else. I'm going to put you in another delay there because you're not letting me work in you. See, sometimes there are things God wants to do in us that he can't do while we're moving around. Do you understand that? And so God puts us in seasons of delay. Just wait. It's hard to wait, isn't it? It's hard, especially when we've made the decision to do something. And now you're telling me i got to wait? See, when we're in the delays of life, it's hard to see God's hand at work. Because we think, well, God, I'm doing it all right. I'm doing what you want me to do. It should work out right now, right? Right? See, sometimes God needs to work in us before he can work through us. I mean, think about the, all these delays. I could go to, all through Scripture and show you biblically these delays. I mean, think about the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul... This incredible conversion. God knocked him off his donkey, blinds him, sends him to this house, heals him, and then says, Paul, you're going to be my guy to reach the entire Gentile world. And right after that, God sent him to the Arabian desert for a three-year delay. Can you imagine? Hey, God, hold on. I just said I would do it. I'd you call, you asked me. I said yes, and now you put me in a three-year delay? Happens all through the Bible. After the resurrection, the disciples, they're following Jesus. They see all these miracles. They see him crucified. They see him resurrected. And then they meet with Jesus in the upper room. And in the upper room, Jesus says, all right, guys, ready to turn the world upside down? Just sit here and wait for a little bit. Told them to wait. Because there were things that had to happen in before it could happen with. See, we want God to fulfill our dreams and his dreams without messing with us. And God says, you don't understand who you are. I got to mess with you a little bit. There's some rough edges there I got to knock off. God does a lot through the interruptions of life and in the delays. So if you're in this process, dream, decision, delay, difficulty, dead-end deliverance, if you're in that delay stage, what do you do? Well, you let God do his work in you before you expect him to work through you. If you're like, hurry up and get me through this delay, there's probably some rough edges you're not aware of. And if you don't think you have any rough edges that need to be knocked off, you definitely got some rough edges that need to be knocked off, right? You know so often we miss the delays and, and, and we miss the work that God does in the delay. Do you know what, do you know what 2020 and 2021 was? It was a huge delay, right? Of everything. Everything was just put on hold, right? I mean, everything was put on hold. And I, and I, I just look, because I'm in the world of church more than I'm in the, any other you know, world and arena. I, I look at the, the context of the church in America 
And I wonder, I don't wonder, I feel like I know where the church just missed a wonderful opportunity to allow the delay for God to do some profound things. I mean, how many of us during a two-year delay turned our attention to notice how we handle disappointment and discouragement and interruptions of our plans and let God knock some rough edges off of us rather than turning our energy to revolt and to what everybody's doing wrong in this thing, the bad deal that we've been dealt and how many of us got a little bit bitter and a little bit angry about the whole thing rather than in the delay saying, okay, Lord, maybe there's some rough edges in me you could start chipping off and cleaning up. Do you understand? When we're in these delays, we need to see it in view as God's positioning us to work in us and be confident of this, that there's a stage coming after your delay. You remember what it is? It ain't deliverance yet. See, this is the thing. We want to get straight to deliverance. Deci- d- dream, decision, delay. Difficulty. That's what's next. But see, this is what we're, we're like, okay, I've been through the delay. You worked on me. Now let's get on with it. And God said, no, 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 no. I got another stage here. And it's called the difficulty stage. And Moses makes his decision. And he runs into delay, and then he just hits difficulty. One difficulty after another. And he confronts Pharaoh like he was told to do according to God's dream and God's plan because he made a decision to follow. He's waited through the delay, and in that, following that, all he hits is difficult. Look at what happens. That same day, after Moses went to Pharaoh, just like God had done in setting up the deliverance of his people, Pharaoh gave this order to the slave drivers and overseers in charge of the people. You are to no longer supply these slaves, the people, these slaves, these Hebrew slaves, with straw for making bricks. Let them go gather their own straw, but require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce their quota. So what they did said, the quota is the same, the resources are diminished. Drive them hard. And Moses was like, okay, hold on, God. You gave me the dream. I decided to follow you. I went through your delay. You knocked the rough edges off me. And now it's just more difficult than ever before. This makes no sense. Right? You ever been there? And then it got even more difficult. Moses returned to the Lord and said, why, Lord? (laughs) Why have you brought trouble on this people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he's brought trouble on his people, and you have not delivered us yet. Where's the deliverance? All I see is more difficulty and more difficulty. And then there's this series of 10 plagues in Exodus 7 through 11. More and more difficulty. As Moses announced a plague, Pharaoh's heart grows harder, doesn't get softer. More and more difficulty. As Moses continues to announce plagues, more and more difficulties. And let me ask you this question, and you've asked this yourself if you ever tried to follow God's dream. If God gave the dream of the promised land, why is that promised land so hard to access? 
If Moses is doing everything right, why is this dream so difficult to bring about? Why all the difficulty? Moses is obedient, but it's just more and more difficult. You ever been there? God, I don't know what else you want from me. I, I, I think I'm doing it all right. But it's just getting harder and harder and harder. And God said, that's okay. We're going to get through the difficulty. I got another stage for you. Do you remember what that is? <laughs> yeah. Pharaoh finally let the people go. And it looked for a moment there. Here comes the deliverance. We're free. They loaded us up with stuff. They set us up for, this is awesome, man. We're out of here. And led them directly into the dead end of the Red Sea. The almighty loving God, pursuing his dream. Deliverance nowhere around. We got a dead sea in front of us and an Egyptian army behind us. You ever been there? Just in life? You decide to follow? Okay, God, I'm making this decision. I'm going to follow this dream. I'm going to do this your way. I even think this is from you, and so it's your dream. It's not even my dream. I'll, I'll do it. But success doesn't come as quickly as what you hoped. And it's never as easy. And then you hit one delay after another after another. And you're just told to wait. It's not your turn. Sit on the sideline. Bide your time. Bite your tongue. Watch the clock tick by. You're told you're not ready. You're in a holding pattern while everybody else seems to be cruising. But you stay obedient. But all you experience is more and more difficulty. It comes in all kinds of different shapes and forms. You can't get the loan for the house that you thought you'd qualify for. Finances are falling through that you thought were going to come through. You can't catch a break. Nothing that you put your hand to succeeds. Nobody gives you what you think you've earned, what you rightfully has have earned. It's just one difficulty after another after another. You just cannot catch a break or get traction. Every door is closed. You think you get your head above water and something happens, all of a sudden you're under it. And just when you hope things are going to turn around, you hit a dead end. Something happens and she knocks you off track. Knocks you down, takes the wind out of your sails. You can't get back up. You're out of the race. Feels like everything you work for is falling apart. You've been there. Some of you are there. And this is the process that our loving Father in His sovereignty takes His people through. You see, for, 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 for God's people, there was a different route available. God didn't have to take him to the Red Sea. And God, in his sovereignty, knew exactly the route he was taking them on. And he took them directly into a dead end. It didn't have to be that way. He could have taken them a different route. There was a faster, more direct route. There was no dead end of a sea in front of them. But instead, God, in his sovereignty, because of his love, took them to a dead end. You've been there. Some of you are there. You can't go forward. You can't go backwards. It feels like you're at the place not of your choosing. 
You're at a place where one way is impossibility. Another way is destruction. If God is sovereign, which means he has the power and authority to do all he desires to do, why lead them finally out of slavery into the dead end of the sea? Have you ever gotten your hopes up? Like now, finally, things are turning around. Yeah, you ever been there? Like the, like the future boy is so bright, I got to wear sunglasses, right, Brian Adams? Like it, it's like I'm, this is, and then all of a sudden, bam! It's depressing. See, the short route that wasn't a dead end would have taken them immediately into combat with some very hostile nations that they weren't ready to face. They didn't know that. God did. The Bible says, when Pharaoh let the people go, he did not, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. God knew exactly what he was doing. See, Moses was leading this group of people who had been slaves in Egypt for eight to ten generations. They didn't know how to fight. And to reach the promised lands, they would have to do battle against the Moabites and the Amalekites before they even got to the cities and tribes of the Canaanites. And the Hebrew people were in no condition whatsoever to take on those challenges and those battles. See, there are times God takes us to dead ends, flat out dead ends. Because if he knows if he took us around a dead end, he knows we're not prepared mentally, emotionally, or spiritually to face the battles that we'll face. And so sometimes, dead ends are for our protection. See, we typically view dead ends as God's no, as God's slamming the door as the end of the dream. And God sometimes says, in order to protect the dream and get you to deliverance, i got to take you to a dead end. Do you still trust me? Also, God took them to the dead end of the Red Sea because he planned to show them his might one more time in unmistakable ways. Not only preparing the way through the Red Sea for the Hebrews, but also in swallowing up the Egyptian army through the closing of the Red Sea. The parting of the Red Sea and the closing it up over the Egyptian army forever settled in the Hebrews' mind that they were forever rid of their Egyptian overlords and never again would they be under the possibility of returning into slavery. And God says, I want to set your minds at ease, so I need to take you to a dead end. This is the final stage. From dream to decision to delay, difficulty, dead end. Finally, to what? Deliverance. Ding, 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 ding. Not that kind. You ever see that movie? Now, finally, deliverance. The Israelites are free to worship. Finally, and serve finally their deliverer. 
Exodus 14, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? This is what happens when we hit a red a dead end and we don't know the sovereignty of God that's behind it. All we see is the dead end and the impending destruction that's waiting for us. Don't didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. When you're at a dead end, if you don't have faith in the sovereign God's hand, all you can see is you don't see the problems of what was past. All you see is the death that you see that's in front of you. And God has something greater planned. And so then Moses answered the people. He said, Don't be afraid. Stand firm. And you will see the what? And don't lose sight of that. You'll see the deliverance of the Lord, the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you'll never see them again. The Lord will fight for you. You just need to what? Just be still. Do you have the faith and trust to be still looking at a dead end? This is really important. God in his sovereignty brings us to dead ends so that we will experience his deliverance so that we'll worship him as our deliverer. Sometimes we move through dead ends pretty quickly into deliverance. Sometimes it takes a bit longer. But the point is this. We must know that deliverance is coming. That deliverance might look different than what you thought it would look. It might be different than what you hoped it would be at the dream stage. It might change a little bit. That's okay. If God's orchestrating, it's going to be better than what you thought it would be. It might be different than what you thought it would be at the start. But the point, deliverance is coming. And that deliverance is going to last longer. God's sovereignty is so good. <laughs> Some of you know. God's deliverance is his sovereignty is so good. <laughs> oh, his sovereignty is so good that the dream and the decision always come before the delay. And the delay is just part of life and it's part of faith. His sovereignty is so good that he takes us two delays because it's at the delays and difficulties where he knocks off our rough edges. He's so good to us that way. And those delays and difficulties will lead to a dead end somewhere. But I just want to encourage you, wherever you are in this process, you're somewhere in this process, wherever you are, whether it's the dream stage, the decision stage, the delay stage, the difficulty stage, or even at the dead end stage, wherever you are, when you stay the course with God, deliverance is coming. It's coming. If you're at a dead end, don't give up thinking that deliverance isn't coming. All through the Bible, God has his fingerprints all over deliverance. And remember, here's the great thing about this process. Deliverance is always longer than the delay in the dead end. Always. 
As difficult as the delay, difficulty dead end might be, deliverance is always better and always longer. But this isn't a one and done deal. This is a recurring thing in life and in faith. Once the Hebrews experienced the deliverance into the promised land, they would face this same process again and again and again. Next week, we'll see how they faced it as they stood at the edge of the Jordan River. They faced it again when the spies went to spout the land and 10 of the 12 spies turned and ran tail. We all face this process over and over and over in life. We face this process over and over and over in our faith. We face this process, this same process in marriage. Have any of you ever had difficulty in your marriage? And God is good. You stay with him, with him, God brings deliverance. How about your career? Did you ever hit a delay and a difficulty and a dead end in your career? But God is so good. How about your plans? How about your goals? Did you ever hit delays, difficulties, and dead ends there? But God is so good. Don't give up. Wherever you are, if you're in a delay, don't give up. If you're in difficulty, don't give up. If you're a dead end, don't give up. Sometimes you hang in there like a hair in a biscuit, but you just don't give up yet. Because you know deliverance is coming. And this is God's sovereign plan for us. He's going to give you a dream. And you're going to make a decision to follow him. And God's going to allow delay in your life. And he will introduce difficulty and he'll lead you to dead ends. But when you hang on with him, deliverance is coming. Let God work his plan. His plans are for two reasons. One, for his glory. He will always uphold his glory. And two, if you believe the Bible and you got a good one, Romans 8, 28 is still in it. And it says it's for your good. So his plans are for his glory and your good. So the goal in this whole thing is to submit to his sovereignty in the dream and submit to his sovereignty in the decision. To submit to his sovereignty in the delay and to submit to his sovereignty in the difficulty. To submit to his sovereignty in the dead end and to enjoy his sovereignty in the deliverance. Why? Because deliverance is coming. Pray with me. Father, thank you. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you showed us the extent of your love by your son dying on the cross for us. Thank you that you showed us the extent of your power by raising him from the dead. Thank you that you showed us the enormity of your promise by promising us eternal life, a new heaven and a new earth. I thank you, God, that you've called us into your plans and your dreams. Father, there are some today who are deciding to follow you in those. Father, I pray that they would follow hard. And I pray that as we go through delays and difficulties and even into dead ends, Father, that you would cause us as your people to believe without a shadow of a doubt that you're still the God of deliverance, that you are our deliverer. And Father, as you work your process in us and as we submit to it, show yourself to be who you are, our deliverer, at the end of the days to show us as your deliverer. 
that our world and our huddle would sit back and marvel at who you are. Empower us to follow you and submit to you well. We love you, Jesus. Have us. In your name I pray, amen.